Okay, my ranking for Celine and Julie go boating is a 5.5. I'm very curious to see uh, where it fell with you guys. Paul? No, it's oh, you. Paul. Paul. Uh, this is a version of something. There we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad. Hopefully you can help me understand. It's, well, it's, it's it's a fluid number. I will explain. That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> Chris ranks it a 5.7. Okay. You guys are always so close. <laughs> uh, and then I rank it a 6.5. Okay. Undesirable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I think the old uh, notes I like from Yoshi. Is this some version of Fair? Yeah, yes. So we have. It had uh, potential. Yes. It had potential. It, it did. did. It's yeah, just right. not executed properly. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Terrible execution on, a, on an interesting idea. So the mm. average for all of us, the rankings, is a 6.2. Right? Let me see. I think I put it there. I'm happy mm. with that. Okay, so Celine and Julie go boating. Uh, I don't think any of us knew that we were up for a three-hour movie. In nope. fact, I didn't know until I was about an hour in uh, because it's that moment where you're watching a movie that you hate and, and you look down to see how much of it you have left. Yeah. Um, Pause button. Uh, I, I have to admit, guys, uh, it took me four sit-downs uh, to finish the film. Um, I struggled with it just as much as I struggled with any film that we've watched uh, on the show. Um. Paul 7.0 I feel like I feel like it would take me a couple more viewings to really understand what was going on with this movie um, perhaps there's some things you saw in the first viewing that my sort of um, stubbornness didn't allow me to see no you're not alone so off of where we put seven on our original rubric, it was sort of fair. That's where I, I landed at fair. Maybe it could have been a 6.9, but I totally understand. Like the 6.5 from Aaron, I'm like, because he and I are usually kind of in sync, and that's where I thought this was. I This is a movie, if you had no outside resources, any kind of resource, you would be like, okay, what am I watching right now? So... What I did is I said, okay, let me look at other work that he's done. So there's other work that Jacques Rivette has done. It's available on Criterion, and they're fascinating movies. There's a short that he did in the early 50s, and then there's a, a movie even longer than this. Uh, the title I would mispronounce. The Great Beauty? The, right, The Great I think La Belle Nocius yes. with uh, Emmanuel Béard, who I love and is adorable in the movie. Have you, so you saw that film? No, not all of it, but I just saw the first 30 minutes. I was riveted. I'm like, okay, this... Uh, so, to Chris's point, that's where I see, to me, I thought this was a movie that Chris might like. I felt like this was a moment, he said, because exactly as Chris gave us the backstory, that uh, something prompted this to happen, improvisational, with friends, and it has the feel of a children's book, uh, it has the feel of gameplay, uh, and there were things in it that I kind of, I was fascinated with, like how you could dream. So there, the, it, it sort of got just over a 6-9 for me because I said, wow, there's some really fun moments in this movie and sort of in, this, in the middle of it when uh, Julie takes over the magician role for the, uh, 
for the uh, gentleman from the Middle East. She's just, it's, there's so much passion there. It's so real. I really started to see just this wonderful range of the, you know, the actors. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be really, really fun. But there were just the things that I liked about it. Unfortunately, they weren't all connected. And yes, it was. It was tough viewing, tough sledding, because it was, I watched it in parts. I had to because, um, you know, from the jump, I, I thought, oh, oh, you don't, you two don't know each other. This isn't a game. Um, oh, this is taking on a fantastical element. I don't quite follow it. I'm resistant to it. I don't like it. Okay, I'm going to keep sledding through to see if there's something here. Um, and there was that's nothing. A, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's, a, that's it's, an ongoing, it, right. that's an ongoing experience. I feel, feel like the four of us have, have had to go through just being a part of the show is yeah. resistance, powering through, yep. hoping that on the other end, you might come out with something. For me personally, I, I wasn't able to place what that something that made this three hour trip worth it for me. You did mention at the top being John Malkovich, uh, which, you know, there's similarities there. I also found similarities to Run, Lola, Run, and that kind of goes along with kind of what you were saying, Paul, as far as it being kind of this game where where they're doing the same thing over and over again. So not necessarily a, a similarities to the movie Run, Lola, Run, but just that idea of it being kind of game-like. So I was curious to see if Chris or Aaron would like this film because of those elements, um, but it seems like all four of us pretty much struggled with it. Maybe a little bit more respect from, from you, Paul. So yeah, kind of like Alice in Wonderland, yeah. you but, know, like, go ahead. And then who was Tweedledee, Tweedledum? Who was, was there a Humpty Dumpty that I missed? You know, and then I was like, okay, she was playing with what, uh, white kitty, black kitty, right? Uh, right, no, not kitties. Yeah, they were, were they cats? I don't remember, but it's been a while since I've read what Alice through the Looking Glass or, and I'm like, okay. But then he also lifted from, then after I said, okay, now I've got to go to the internet and find out. So then he lifted some inspiration from Henry James, right? And I said, wow. Um, but it's still, you know, I don't know. It was just, Aaron, it was kind of a little bizarre. Aaron, you mentioned like potential that wasn't realized and I'm right there with you. Would you say that the potential is that like maybe Maybe why why add so much fluff on top? Why can't it just be these two girls who are doing acid and going into this other movie and fucking with the outcome, which is really kind of what it is at the end of the day. Is like they're they're trying to change the outcome of this movie within the movie. But for me, there was all this fluff on top of like hours of like clear improv from these two actresses, and it felt very pretentious to me because it's like, okay, you guys are like free spirits, and you're and you're and you're you have the freedom to do whatever you want and be all improv, but like, why couldn't they just make the movie that it seems like this movie was trying to be? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what happened here. It did feel like an intimate connection with these two cast members and the director. It kind of felt like we were just watching a film that was made by three people, you know? Like yeah. him hanging out with the girls, finding all these really nice places to shoot, and just seeing what happens. Hey, let's kind of experiment here. Let's do this. I'm going to put you in a robe. Let's throw you in the shower. You guys will have a conversation. Like, I don't know. It just felt very disjointed. And to have it in French on top of it for us, I think we might be missing some aspects of this just with that language barrier. 
It's a good um, point. It might it might have been extra difficult for us to just let loose and and enjoy. Yeah, the, I'm like watching. I also there. found the subtitles moved very uh, quickly. I had to rewind constantly because I I couldn't keep up with the the subtitles. So I'd be like halfway through the sentence and trying to take in the imagery, and I'd be like, oh, God, I'm missing the. Like rewind, go forward, rewind. So on top of them replaying the scenes in the movie, I'm replaying the scenes for myself just because I couldn't keep up with the subtitles. <laughs> so it added layers of frustration <laughs> onto an already frustrating <laughs> movie. I'm like, what is going on? But you know, it's funny you guys bring up other movies like this did have being John Malkovich flavors in it. It had the uh, Run Lola Run flavors. Did you it notice also that? Had that like? Yeah, I did. I also noticed Amelie kind of scene with yeah. the beginning where it's like the chase, you know, the signs, the hints, the drops. Um, I actually thought it was fascinating to open a movie with no dialogue for like, what, 20 15 minutes? minutes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was it was actually interesting to me. I actually uh, kind of tipped my hat to that because I, I was like, this is actually so interesting. It really had me pulled in in the beginning because I was like, I really like this kind of chase. I mean, you guys know I love roll, Run, Lola, Run. So I like these kind of like hints dropping, trying to understand wh who they are, what what is happening. Um, but then it just took this weird dive into like magic and like these amulets or acid or candy or what it was, but they were able to go into this other reality this past reality and it just was so frustrating because they kept playing the same scenes like we would just replay it over and over and over again and it was like we just i mean slowly we find out that the daughter is getting poisoned but it's not even exciting when you realize it yeah. it's just like dead it's a deadbeat yeah. horse you know it's just like You've hit us with so much information that that drop that they were trying to kill the daughter with poison didn't even matter. It was like, okay, like at this point, what are you girls doing there? Why are you giggling and you know smoking cigarettes around ghosts? And I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have loved if it if like I said earlier, like, I like tarot type stuff. Like it would have been interesting if they went all the way in on tarot or went all the way in on magic or went all the way in on the psychedelics. Yeah. And it just kind of teetered on all these ideas. And where, where it really lost me, where I really decided that I didn't like uh, what the director did with this film was when they were in the room and they were taking turns, taking the candy, AKA acid or whatever um, to recall the moments in the house. And it was just so like, okay, and then you flash and you get little glimpses of the movie within the movie and then they come back and it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the other one tries. Oh, 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 and it's like, that's how you're going to have our characters remember this entire experience they had was just literally just sitting in a room, taking turns remembering. Like, and they did, that was like an hour long scene, it felt like, where it's just like, come on, there's got to be more creative way to, to, to show the audience what happened in this house because they, they keep it a mystery for about an hour and then the way it's revealed is just like all at once by just taking turns taking acid yeah they needed more creative transitions like it just wasn't a transition it just kind of went into the new world like literally on a cut do you know what i'm saying like not magical like whoa where are we going you know it's just like boop 
we're in a new like it just uh, but that's how drugs work you take them and it's instantly another thing right <laughs> I, I, I don't know have I you ever sorry Chris yes this film from what I can gather is celebrated as a masterpiece for many many people mm -hmm. so that makes me think I'm missing something but then the four of us don't really get it so maybe they're missing something and they're looking into it too much I know that there was something going on with the two girls similar to Ing Ingmar Bergman's persona where eventually these two female characters are sort of one and they're interchangeable uh, and we have the end being the same as the beginning and we have those interjections of it started like this usually but in the ne on the next morning and then that keeps coming up that that card on the next morning and the next morning um, through your research or just your viewing alone any insight as to what this movie's about? Yes. So, uh, did anybody else do any research on Jacques Rivier or know anything about Jacques Rivier? <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit. Go on. So, he's a film yeah. critic. Yeah, he's got, yeah. So, oh, I no, can't you, even you, no, no, I can't even pronounce the name of the. That's what he was known for. And yeah. I, was, I was like, okay, so did you just do something to sort of goad a film going audience, which, of course, if the French New Wave started in what the early 50s and carried forward, like, I'm gonna have fun with everybody. And like, did he, was he up in the projection room looking down on the audience while this thing was unspooling, going, ha, 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 what do you think of this? Just waiting for these fawning admirers to get out and go, oh my God, another masterpiece from him. See, that's when I get nervous because I think this is the kind of movie that somebody tells me is, you have to see it, it's a masterpiece. And I'm like, Okay, there are elements of this that are really intriguing, but consistently, no, I would have to say no. But I would be alone in that opinion. Everybody uniformly would be like, no, Paul, this is just, this is a masterpiece. And I'm like, I think he's having fun with all of us. And I, maybe that's, maybe as Chris might, will probably reveal, that's maybe was his intent, you know? So he was. So he he was a, a film critic. He actually came up with Godard and, not Brisson, but in, in the French new wave of the era, he came up with them. He was part of the scene, but he was a film critic. He would, he would, you know, write and, and give reviews and stuff like that. And I think someone challenged him. It's like, well, if you're going to write these reviews, you might as well just make a film. And he goes, fine, I'll make a fucking film. <laughs> and then that one, that one went by the wayside. And then he was just like, you know what? I just really want to do something like out there. And so he starts talking about this story. Um, and it's initially just about two friends and they're, they might be lovers. They might be friends. But then as he's like thinking about it, he realizes he has this perfect actress, the actress who played uh, Celine. And Celine came and she's like, well, I have this friend, Julie, who's also an actress. And he looked at how they kind of interacted with each other because they were friends in real life. And he's like, fuck it, you guys are in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys checked out like the IMDb or anything. There are nine writers in this film. Yes. Like it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So a lot of what Aaron was saying about like the directors and the actors, it, that is exactly what happened. They pulled from several different things. They improved only one scene. Uh, it's the uh, oh, it's not the magic scene. It's the uh, the conversation about the the guy in America. It was like they the improv, but but perhaps some of the writing was done through improv and then and then rehashed maybe so, because. Yeah, on one of the I, I rarely ever do this, but I watched like a review of like the movie because I did not understand it at first, and apparently uh, they would get up early in the morning before filming, 
furiously write a scene and then they would go and then write it as they were filming it. So yeah. like that that's exactly really feel... how the film felt. Yeah. It felt exactly like yeah. that's what was happening the yeah. whole time. And it's super disjointed and weird and like 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 uh Paul already pointed out there's like references to Alice in Wonderland and like kids having fun. Um but I I just I could not get this. And and uh someone invited me to this uh puppet show of Les Misérables. And I'm like, well, I've never seen Les Miserables. And they're like, just come anyway. There were jokes about a musical that I've never seen, and this movie felt like that. It's like uh, Rivier was just like, hey, remember all those those crazy things that us French New Wave you know, directors like to do? Here's all of them. And I'm like, I don't like any of this. I don't mm -hmm. like, I don't understand. It's like you're telling me a joke and I don't get the setup. Like... I don't understand any bit of this movie. And like the magic was interesting. Um, obviously like the the structure of how it worked was confusing, but like Aaron said, it, it had potential. I would have liked to see any plot point expanded upon at all. Yeah, I wanna I wanna maybe, you know, tip my hat to just the attempt of having a bunch of creative people around who you who you jive with and just saying hey let's just try to make something different and cool and um let's just see what happens and let's let's get like you know seventy thousand hours of footage and and then make this movie in the editing room yeah but uh, there, ne there needs to be i feel like sorry to interrupt I, there needs to be a central person or a captain of the ship if you want to have that analogy like I'm, i hate that i'm going to do this but fish has tray <laughs> A dungeon, a dungeon and dragons game has the dungeon master. Like well, there is a central that, driving force to this, and it didn't feel like that was that at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. It, it it did feel like Scorsese on a coke bender, just sort of like <laughs> it up as he went. Um, and, and when I when I tip my cat to the attempt, you tip your cat. I tip my cat to the attempt. <laughs> Meow. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I respect it. I think that it was a complete failure, and I and. And, and hearing our conversation so far, um, I'm happy I ranked it as low as I did. Uh, any other comments or uh, yeah. ideas? Yeah, well, look, I, at least we didn't watch his other movie. What is it, Out One? <laughs> 13 Hours. <laughs> you know yeah. I thought? Chris is definitely going to mention that. And I yeah. thought, but Wait, it, that's sorry, exactly what? Oh, he has a 13 movie. 13 hour movie? He, he, he split it up into eight parts, but the entire film is 13 hours. And he did it in a way that makes this movie look like a masterpiece. <laughs> exactly. Wow, I that's mean, awful. that's why I got to give him the highest fair grade imaginable. Because we didn't watch his other <laughs> film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Aaron? god. Yeah, you know, I wonder if this uh, if this fell apart in the editing room as well. Now that you guys mentioned that, it's kind of interesting how he had all the pieces. He had beautiful shots. But the structure fell apart. Yeah. So maybe or, he didn't or have you, an editor or a good vision for how this should be pieced together, because that's what felt wrong. I think I think it was more so that he had to save the film in the editing room. Yeah. And he just was not unable to do so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a night. I mean, I can imagine it was a nightmare sitting through. You know, however many. Oh, we have a thousand oh, hours imagine. of footage. <laughs> That's exactly it, Aaron. It's a nightmare. How do we put this together? And yeah. it's like, oh my God, we didn't write this out. We didn't write the movie. Like that is the problem. When you're in the editing room and the movie is not written, good luck. Good but again, luck. how cool would it have been 
you know, you have the Inception movie thing going on, mm-hmm. and I love the idea of like a like a cast like waking up to the fact that they're in a movie or that yes. they have you know that they're playing like a, a, an extra in a movie, and yet somehow the extra of the movie can plant seeds within the movie to make it all crumble down and like fuck the whole thing up and take what is supposed to be this melodramatic simple movie and turn into this psychedelic nightmare like that sounds so fun i wish they had done that okay because yeah free guy yeah that's yeah that's where i gave uh, it some gen that's where i was generous because that's where it sort of took on a a mulholland drive for me and i thought oh okay all right am i am i watching something that somebody's gonna tell me about help me understand later and I said okay probably they will but I'll take a flyer and I might have to see so for me I'm generous also because it's something I may need to look at again and again to see maybe after I read some Henry James I'm like okay now I, I get what he was trying to do but uh, I gave him some effort here beautiful well yeah. when we finish on time you know a movie's got to suck <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> we actually have 30 seconds so if you want to keep going no, I think we're good. All right. We'll not be revisiting <laughs> this movie.